The dumb are getting dumber, and I'm not just talking about me and you. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge, season of losers. Oh, Lordy. Well, I, I mean, I, yeah. I'm so, like, I'm, I was talking about this uh, with a friend of the show, Nick Ashburn. And I like this season. Like, I am enjoying watching it. I was looking forward to watching it this morning. I woke up early. I set my alarm. I popped out of bed. Like, I was ready to go. I, I am entertained by this show, this season. But, it, man, this is the worst gameplay we've ever seen. Like, it's, it is a clinic in what not to do. Yeah. In our 268 episodes of doing this, you know, this is now episode eight of challenge battle for a new champion. I will say that I'm battling still to figure out the alliances on a weekly basis. Like we're eight episodes in and still I have to pause every time someone new starts talking to be like, wait, who are they working with here? Which part of the world are they from? Because we're not even at the point where we're still referring to like the UK alliance anymore because everything's just gotten so convoluted. And Melissa, like the plan now of which both alliances are essentially focused on taking out their own people. Like the talk was we need to move Melissa. Like at the very beginning of this episode, it's we need to get Melissa away from Kylan because we think Kylan, like it's messing up Kylan's game. Yeah, I don't even know how it's affecting Kylan's game, to be honest. But now the U.S. alliance is talking about getting rid of Kylan. Like, I, I just don't understand. I also it's strange. Like, we we have s- separate scenes where Melissa and Big T are like, we're in the world's smallest alliance. It's just the two of us. And then like uh, Zaza's like, yeah, my alliance is looking pretty thin. Yeah, because <laughs> like your fellow Brits, Big T and Melissa, you have done nothing to protect. And you have not like worked with her. I haven't seen them talk gameplay, mm-hmm. like beyond having similar accents. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, we get along with James," but like that's it. Like, what is Zara's alliance? Like, there's no, there's no cohesion. And then on the other side, you have the J. Michelle, allegedly American alliance that has like nine people in it. Like, mm-hmm. if we try to rhyme it off, it's J. Michelle Asaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, we know is at the bottom of the alliance. Technically, Kylan's in it. Olivia, Narice, Narice. By extension, with those two, I guess Horacio, although he's not really like yet declared his set yet. Horacio Um, and Kylan, yeah. Kylan, Raven. That's ten people. And Mariah, kind of. And Mariah, kind of. That's eleven people. And in I'm sure house? there's someone else. Hold on, we're forgetting like Zaza and uh No, but Zaza's with the Brits, kind of. What about Colleen? Colleen is a floater and a man <laughs> Emmanuel kind of works with the Americans. <laughs> right, I don't know. And like, I can't keep up. But I will say Michelle at least made the point. She made the most sense to me this whole episode because she was like why are we spending so much time going after Big T? Yeah. Right? She's like, isn't that kind of like a waste of time going at Big T and Melissa right now? Like, Jay not says really it too. Yeah. 
I mean, we can get to it when we get to it, but just in general, this house as a group, they have missed the point of the season. Like, so like, I think they were thrown off by like the gear change. So like the first phase, you're supposed to make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. No. The second phase, chaos, mm-hmm. this is when you put in the best players to A, protect the money, or B, eliminate them so you don't see them in the final. Mm-hmm. They have not done that. The two best guys have only gone in by accident and both been eliminated in Kieran and Callum. Yeah. Like they are just fumbling this entire phase. Like they they are so wrapped up in sort of big brother style play where they're mm-hmm. like all too focused on alliances and like maintaining their numbers in the house. They've totally missed the point. It's, totally. it's hard to watch, but yeah, entertaining to watch. It's just very convoluted, right? And like you got Kylan and Colleen trying to like they're talking about her. I guess she's like relationship therapy. She does on Instagram. That's what I got out of that. I don't even know if that's right. I was kind of confused by that. I like I like that Kylan was like, I think that's so interesting that you do psychotherapy as if he just met her for the first time. Like they've <laughs> been in the same house for like at least four weeks at this point. He's like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> like yeah. basic small talk. Hi, what's your name? What? And like, I know they always say like, oh, I didn't talk to, I haven't really spoken to so-and-so yet. But like, there comes a point where, like, how has that happened that you haven't mm-hmm. spoken to Colleen yet? Who seems very nice. Like, I think we always talk about, like, who would we like to hang out with? Colleen seems like you'd have a lovely, like, latte or something with her and just, like, <laughs> talk about life. Like, she seems like just like a good person and, like, she normal. Does. Well, she does. And, you know, this is going to sound bad. The most yeah. normal thing that she said <laughs> was she's like, I always pick the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always deal with the, with the like, I don't know. I am paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact term she used, but basically she said the jackasses, right? Well, that's that's foreshadowing because as we saw in on mm-hmm. like uh, coming up, she's into, of all people, a manual. Vampire, man. Vampires. I, I really um, like, I, I want to pause on that note. You mentioned his vampirism. The last season he was on, you and I just absolutely rocked him every episode about the vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. He hasn't mentioned it once. No. I'm not saying it's because of us. I'm just saying that I think the internet made so much fun of this guy that he dropped the most interesting thing about his personality. Yeah, I could definitely see that. The other thing that was super funny, though, was seeing Kyle. I forgot Kyle existed. Wow, I miss Kyle. Kyle's good TV. Correct. Great television. Um, and now we're seeing Daddy Kyle. His son's name is Crew. That's right. Which is like, okay, interesting. Um, but Kyle, like, it is funny, right? Because you remember, he is just entertainment. He was a great competitor. He was terrible at the social game. Yeah, because um, he always did too much. Yeah, but he liked to party. And he mm-hmm. was always confused with the social game. Um, but yeah, he was good MTV challenge. And I just forgot that that was his crew, right? Like DJ Mel and uh, Big T. And I just thought that was funny. Corey trying to make up with Melissa, which, you know, Corey, the funniest thing might be. And it's not my line of the episode. So it might be my anti line of the episode. 
Corey saying that I think, you know, my game plan now is to try to play a clean game going forward. <laughs> and it's like, bro, the damage has been done. <laughs> like there's nothing you could do to like save yourself yeah, for the rest of the season. He says um, that he uh, needs to, he's worried that his alliance doesn't trust him. Buddy, you're not in the alliance. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not on the team. Like, you just, they're letting you still show up for the practices and slice oranges, but like, you are yeah. not part of any alliance, Corey. At this point, who would be part of it? <laughs> I also love that in confessional after this conversation, Melissa says it would be, would have been better for her if Emmanuel or Corey went home hmm. because Emmanuel keeps saying her name. And Corey is a cunt. And then she looks at the camera and she's like, can I say that? They bleeped her. We're mm -hmm. not going to bleep it here. But Are we sure that's what she said? What else could it have been? I have no idea. I thought you would have dropped like the see you next Tuesday, you know? No, nah, I, I leaned into it. Um, I don't like that word, but I am dedicated to authenticity and recording the truth objectively. Okay. That's fair. Um, objectively, what did you think of this daily challenge? I think they were hoping it would be better than what it was. And when I say they, I mean the producers. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they were hoping it'd be more cinematic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it looked good before they started competing. But I think in practice, it came down to basically two personalities and two differing strategies. And one yeah. was really bad and one was adequate. Mm hmm. Jay loves to bring up CT. It's because it's his it's the highlight. Like when like when Jay dies, <laughs> the first line of his obituary is going to say beat CT in a, one elimination. <laughs> it's like, hey, did you know that Jay beat CT in an elimination? Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you see well, that episode? Put another way. What could Jay brag about? It's fair. It's a very valid point. He's never made it far, right? He's never made it to a final. Nope. No. So, yeah, no, that's fair. Totally fair. I mean, the flip side of that is if I beat CT in an elimination, I would tell people too. So, oh, yeah. You know, like, I, I, get I, I get where he's coming from. Like, it, it's, it is noteworthy. Yeah, it is. It's just funny. But his whole breakdown of, well, this is like exactly when I beat CT because the key was getting the chain and how you put the chain together. And, you know, the chain is kind of like a necklace. Think about it. Is it hard to like untie a necklace and versus a shoelace? And I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. I did not understand what he was saying. I kind of did. No, but there that's was, like. <laughs> there was. Here's the thing. Yeah. There was more logic to what he was saying and what he and his team did than what Kyland did. Correct. But like that's that's damning with faint praise. Like I'm not I'm not saying he like crushed it. I'm just saying that like his logic was marginally stronger than Kylan's. Fair. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I thought it was it was like basically you had two towers, you split into two teams. And you had to protect your house, essentially. You had to spend a half hour uh, building a barricade around your tower. And then at the end of the half hour, you switch and then try to get into the opposing team's tower and to the top of it. And first team to the top wins. And Jay 
put so much emphasis on the chain that basically they wasted the first couple minutes doing a tug of war trying to get the chain, which I think was a waste of time. Because I think even if you like, while I understand that it's more difficult to untie a chain, if you just use the rope and make better knots, it would take longer too, right? Yeah. Like, so that was the thing that I found that was just dumb, right? Because I think, they, I they're think talking so much film, about the shoelace, and I get it that it's easier to untie a shoelace. But if you just do a different strategy in how you tie said shoelace, it's going to take longer. I think Michelle made a good point. The part of Kylan's problem was like Kylan was saying like, oh, I'm often put in leadership roles. But then he didn't actually tell anyone really what he was doing or what they should be doing. Like he was so exactly. focused on his particular task. He wasn't like mm-hmm. giving direction. And like, I think a key thing was Norris said like, you know, we're also getting a ton of cinder blocks because they're tiring to move. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to move each one. And I think that like, if you end up with just the ropes, the thing that you do is you thread the rope through cinder blocks and then you tie it tight. So it's like cinched up. Exactly. So that like, okay, yeah, you have to like, it's easier to untie a rope, but then you have to like move the cinder block out of the way. And like, if you have a stack of them, Mm -hmm. then it's, and like, you know, it's harder to move the rope because there's like 60 pounds attached to it or whatever. But Kylan just didn't communicate. Mm -hmm. And I almost think again, an issue with both team strategy was that like I think they were thinking in terms of being one team? I think they should have been team like broken up. First of all, be like, all right, these people you're in charge of getting these materials, prioritize this stuff, mm-hmm. and then have different people assigned to making each door hard to get out of. Yeah, I also right? think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I think they just didn't understand the challenge. They haven't yeah. watched enough to see how this is done but then on top of that the other part of it to me is i think what they should have done or sorry i think their biggest problem that they're having a lot is you have so many people who are just willing to like play the background yeah so oh kylan says he's gonna be in charge okay cool i'm just gonna make myself look busy and then if we lose well it's not my fault because kylan was in charge Mm-hmm. And I think like, that's a bigger problem. Like people aren't trying to necessarily win. They're just trying to not lose and have it not be there and have it be their fault. Right. Like their goal is just to like, okay, I'm just, if I'm over here, just carrying cinder blocks over, it looks like I'm doing stuff, but really it's not helping our team that much because as you mentioned, it's not like it's adding to the strategy of how we should properly use said cinder block or communicating that. And also they keep putting the same people in charge. Like we've already seen Kylan take leadership roles and not do like really well. Mm -hmm. So where's someone else's plan? Michelle is supposed to be one of the leaders as well. And she was just good to be like, so Kylan, what do you want us to do? What do you think we should do? And that's it. You know, like it's, it was just strange. But as you mentioned, Jay had the better plan. He used the chain. Um, He also like tied it around the handles, which then, put a barricade around the knots, meaning you had to move a whole bunch of stuff, including the cinder blocks, right? Away from the front door to even get to the chains to then try to undo the chains, which I thought was very smart. The other thing was um, 
while they focus on smaller things, meaning individually you had to like move them, the other team used the bigger items, thinking like, we're going to put all these big things in front of our door, when really it's kind of easier to move those big things, right? Because you could just tell everyone to move to the side, you push your whole pile away, and it makes it work, right? Um, I, th- I think those bigger things could be used effectively in tandem with smaller things. Correct. Like if you have one of those, they had these like big wheels or big barrels. If you Mm -hmm. had them, like part of the reason why they're easy to move is because they roll. Mm -hmm. If you dent up one of those barrels, it can't roll. If you use cinder blocks, they had these like big uh, wooden spools. If Mm -hmm. you had the cinder blocks wedged, Mm -hmm so that you can't roll them easily. You know what I mean? Like, I think they weren't thinking outside the box enough. The thing that occurred to me with the cinder blocks, especially, and I think there's other things that they could have used to this effect. Mm -hmm. Like they had these like poles. They could have wedged them between. Yeah. But also like wedged them between the first and second door. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And like stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, I would have done with the cinder blocks. I would have taken the rope or chain, threaded it through, and then tried to drive the cinder block into the ground. Mm -hmm. And, but have it like pressed up against the door. So like you couldn't open the door because the cinder block was blocking. I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't think they were very creative. And when it came to getting into the other team's fortification, I don't, maybe this was against the rules. I don't know. But the thing I wondered, like, they're all, like, bottlenecked, like, waiting for each door to be open. Mm-hmm. I would have given someone a boost and had them climb over the first and second fence and have them start working at removing stuff while the group is still mm-hmm. trying to get through the first door, you know? Like, just be, like, efficient in, like, how you spend your time. Yeah. And that was the thing where we don't know what the rules were specifically, if you're allowed to do that for sure. But you're right. Like it seemed like a lot of time was the way this was set up. There was a lot of time of a lot of people just standing around because you're waiting, you know, for one person to try to undo this knot. And Kylan almost took out an eye with the, yeah. the chain hitting him in the face. And it's like, yo, he almost ended up worse than Olivia, right? Like a couple inches the other way. Like that's so crazy. Um, but yeah, it's ends up being a pretty easy win for Jay's team. It didn't look, you know, like they struggled. They definitely had the better plan. It was easier for them to get through the barriers and, and get through the door. Um, I found it funny though. Like overall, again, how easy it was for them to split these teams Because I would have thought at some point, right, you're going to look and you're going to realize like, hey, maybe me and Big T shouldn't be just standing beside each other anymore. Yeah. Maybe we should like split apart. So then when they break up the teams, we're not on the same team, (laughs) right? Which doesn't make us easy targets. Because think about how many episodes it's been now where, you know, it didn't happen in this episode, but we've legitimately seen a team throw it because they wanted to lose because big T and Melissa were on their squad. And now, okay, what are the teams? And TJ's like, Oh, let's go top row, bottom row. I don't know. I I find it interesting. It is interesting, but like, I, I like some of the people in the system. I really like Melissa and big T Mm -hmm. it's obvious that no one in this house is thinking big picture. Like, they're so straightforward. And we see it, like, 
in the deliberation. So Jay's team wins. Mm -hmm. They immediately have to nominate someone. They're having a conversation and Emmanuel immediately says, well, let's just like run it back. Like, let's just put in Melissa or big T, which like makes some sense. This was a regular game of Mm -hmm. the challenge. But what they're saying is like, who are we going to put in against a champion to defend our money? Correct. Melissa or Big T. And like, that's not necessarily the answer. And the other thing, and like someone raised this point when they were deliberating, but like, I think it was Jay said this, who do you want to face in the final? You want to face Big T in the final. You probably want to face Melissa in the final. Mm -hmm. So like, let's put in Zara, like let's, who's like a great runner. Like let's, but there's so there thinking so narrowly about like personality conflicts and they're so wrapped up in these alliances that again, at this point, it's like 10 people on four, technically 10 people on two and two. Like, what are you so wrapped up in this for? Yeah. And shout to Melissa who gave a bunch of banger confessionals in this episode. Yeah, Melissa was great this episode. Her telling everyone to basically go bleep themselves and it was well-deserved, right? Like Raven, I don't know what team Raven's on because I know she was on the US team, but then she was with Callum. So then she was kind of cheating on the US team with the international team and then kind of seemed to be friends with Melissa. So she ends up saying Melissa's name. Berna obviously is supposed to be on the UK internet or the international team. She ends up saying Melissa's name, which also makes no sense. Right. And then Corey, who we just watched apologize to Melissa also said her name. And Melissa's just like, I'm looking at the people on this team, including my newfound friend, Mariah. And how am I the one that's getting voted in? Like how many people are on that team? And there's four people who shouldn't be saying my name. And yet, they're saying my name. It's just, I don't know, a baffling array of gameplay taking place. I also think, though, that like, so Melissa goes sort of on a campaign around the house, starting with Mariah, demanding to know why she was nominated. Mm-hmm. And no one says the simple thing to her, which is like, we've already pissed you off. So like, we'd rather you stay mad at us mm-hmm. than like... And get someone new mad. Yeah. Which is like... A fine, a perfectly cromulent response. Like the normal challenge trope. We hear it every single season. Yeah. Makes sense. It's acceptable. And also, at this point, she and Big T have been nominated or endangered so many times. They just have to accept that the house wants them gone. Like, what are they? They're not going to be able to turn this around. So either accept that you're going to go in all the time Mm -hmm. or go home. Like, that's, that's just it. And, like, it really explodes when they get to the club. And Melissa continues her inquisition (laughs) into this and gets into it with Raven and ends up throwing a drink in her face. And then Raven (laughs) throws a drink back. What did you think of all this? It went straight Bravo, right? Straight Bravo uh, Housewives. And I got to be honest, I don't know if that was in the trailer before. I think it was. But I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize, like, we got to that level. And... Again, I think Melissa, I'm I'm giving this away, but I think Melissa's the MVP of this episode because she was just hitting home runs in this game. Or at least like every scene was a solid like shot to the gap for a double. 
right? Like the way that she came out and she just blatantly starts lying, right? She goes and finds Berna. She's like, hey, Berna, let's talk. I heard that you're the one that said my name first, which is a lie. Right? Yeah. Just and Berna's like, what? I didn't say that. And then she calls Mariah over and Mariah's like, listen, I told Melissa I'm staying out of it. I'm not saying anything. And then Melissa just leaves because she's like, oh, damn, that didn't work. And Mariah has to explain to Berna, she just made that up. <laughs> she's just trying to get you to say who, who did it like i just thought it was so funny and then she moves her attention to the next target which is raven who blatantly falls for it when melissa says hey i heard that you said my name and she's like well i'm sorry but i'm like yo raven what are you doing right what is happening here but again nobody makes any sense in this show because Raven apologized for something that she didn't even do, right? Raven didn't say her name first, but she admits to saying her name first for some unknown reason, which then becomes, you know, the focus of Melissa's beef. And I just thought it was, it was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The drink toss, security guards popping out of nowhere to break it up. Then Melissa's crying. There's just a lot going on. Then the next morning, I assume it's the next morning, we've got Big T straight up trying to bribe Ed with actual money, with real currency, with euros to get him to not vote for her. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, it's a funny scene, but like, oh my God, guys, just accept that you're going to go in. It's also like, the, the other part that was super weird about this episode to me was you're seeing it play out on that side. Right. You're seeing like, so Ed's been nice with everyone in the house. Right. But you know, Ed's not really on the Melissa big T side. Cool. No, but the Mariah side of this, I found super interesting throughout because Mariah's actual alliance of Olivia and Michelle, they're both like, Oh, we understand why Mariah would rather Colleen go in because we know that she's cool with Melissa. And it's like, hold on a second. So you guys are acknowledging this girl who is in your alliance is blatantly playing both sides and you're okay with this? Why? I don't understand. Well, but also, also they're like, oh, this is just showing that Mariah is looking out for herself, which first of all is the entire point of the game. <laughs> Second of all, Mariah is talking sense. Yeah. Like, Mariah is saying, like, hey, you know, it's occurred to me we should stop losing money each week. Mm -hmm. And we should try to get rid of the people we don't want to see in the final. Correct. Like, that is a sound logic. They don't have to agree with it. But, like, you can't be like, Ugh, no. Like, that's, it makes sense. It makes more sense than what most people have been doing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's just like trying to do James's bidding. No, she is making perfectly logical sense. The, the only problem is, frankly, the, the person she should be trying to get rid of is uh, Michelle, not Colleen. Mm. Like, if that's if that's the way you're thinking, yeah, Michelle. Like, who's who in your mind is the number one woman? Michelle, Olivia. I'd say Michelle, definitely. I'd say Michelle, definitely. I think Olivia has taken the backseat, sort of. You know, she's kind of like, there's bigger targets, so I'll let other people be bigger targets, even though she might be the better competitor. 
You know what I mean? So I think that's interesting. I also just think Michelle has like Michelle's understanding of the game that, Hey, Colleen's been voting with us and she's not really causing much trouble. So I don't know why, you know, like I understand she's probably more dangerous because I don't really know what she's thinking. Cause mm. I don't really know why she's voting with us because we haven't like reached out to her to like bring her in on our side, but she is. And that's kind of weird. Should we be okay with that? Like Michelle's correct to question that as yeah. opposed to knowing what's go- knowing what the deal is with Melissa and big T. So yeah, I don't know. I, I find the whole thing just very, very strange and the gameplay, the the uh, deliberation was a huge waste of time. Like Raven, I thought the, the Narisa's line saying that Melissa's just trying to make Raven look untrustworthy. And it's like, that's because Raven is untrustworthy. Yeah, like, that's what honestly, we see this whole game. It's not, a, it's not a far walk to make Raven look bad. I just, so Big T gets voted in unanimously. Yeah. My line of the episode is Ed saying that, you know, sometimes you have to be very brave and go against the grain, but today is not that day. I vote for Big T. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But just yeah. like, I just want to be super clear here, Sheldon. Yeah. The House unanimously votes in Big T. Mm-hmm. So the the House has put in the two people in the smallest alliance. Correct. Arguably the least threatening women in a final. Arguably, yeah, right, and likely losing the house most the most money. Correct. What are they doing? Like, where is the logic? I don't think they know. I don't think they have any idea. The other thing too is, I feel like there should have been some acknowledgement that, okay, the last time there was a female elimination, they kind of got off easy with uh, what was the girl's name, Kaz. Kaz, who so, came in with big, like, no, this will be fun energy. Yeah, which that would tell me, hey, you know what? The next go around, we might be getting someone real in the elimination. Yeah. It might be like a down and dirty elimination here. And they're not, it's not like they're throwing in Big T because they think that she's good at eliminations, even though we've seen that she's all right. She can more than hold her own. You know what I mean? So you can't even give them credit because Big T does a solid job. It's like they're throwing in Big T because they think that she's a weak player. It's so strange to me also. Like, I don't understand why they've been against Big T and Melissa all along. It seems like everyone likes Big T. Mm -hmm. I think Melissa rubs some people the wrong way. Melissa has a a big energy like she commands a certain level of respect and attention Mm -hmm. when she like comes into a room. And a lot of people don't know how to handle that. But aside from that, like, I don't understand why these two have the target on them from the hop. True. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's irrational. Uh, We get to the elimination and as you indicated, it's Casey who Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest Casey fan. I know you're not, but like, our biggest complaints about her is that she's kind of boring. Like if she's on a season, it seems like she's going to bed at 10 o'clock every night, waking up at seven, (laughs) training super hard and being quiet and like hanging out with Nani. Would I want to face her in an elimination? No, No. (laughs) like she is very competent. She is very good at these things. Mm -hmm. So like in a sort of like bite size appearance, 
like not the person you want to face, especially when it's pole wrestle. Correct. Correct. Um, I didn't realize too, that Casey's been on five seasons and made the finals in four and won twice. Yeah. That's a high success rate. Um, yeah. but yeah, pole wrestle, <laughs> you don't want the smoke with Casey in a pole wrestle. I was hoping that it went for chaos. Yeah. I also didn't understand why the whole crowd was so hyped up that it was Casey. Cause like, she's here to take your money. Are you guys forgetting how this game works? Well, They're they so clearly, excited to see Casey. Then they were cheering for her. And I'm like, what's going on here? They, but see, I think this is our point. Like they're so far removed from what's actually happening that I think they've forgotten. Like, <laughs> yes, this person is here to take your money. Yeah. And like, again, it's not that they dislike Big T, yet they're rooting for her to go home. Like it's, it's mystifying. It is bizarre behavior. Very strange. Pole wrestle. We all know how that goes, right? First two out of three wins. And I think I like, we all thought Casey was going to win, but I thought Big T put up a good fight. And Casey talked about how like she didn't, Big T is probably the person she wanted to go against the least. So that was kind of tough. But yeah, Big T put up a good fight. She won a round, which I'm not sure many people thought that she would. And it just goes to show, too. The other thing is, I feel like a lot of people would lose to Big T. A lot of the women in the house would have lost to Big T in the pole wrestle. Yeah, 100%. Right? Like, how many of the people up there would have beaten her, right? She beats Michelle. She probably beats Raven. She beats uh, Zara. Nerese. Yeah, Nerese. Right. Olivia probably gives her a go. The one who's frankly the most dangerous is Melissa, who does jujitsu. Like, this is like, yeah, Melissa is a, a good matchup in this. Like, we've seen her do very well in this. So, like, this is sort of Melissa and Big T's strength <laughs> would be yeah. a pole wrestle. It just, you had to go against Casey. And because the whole thing, too, is if you've done it before or have watched how it's done, you know that, yes, it's about strength, but it's more so about endurance and body positioning, yeah. right? So, yeah, Casey had that going for her. And then in the third round, she just had more energy and just took it away from Big T fairly easily in that third round. Well, Michelle says in, like, confessional, Big T, people have underestimated her from day one. Yes, you included. Like, Michelle, you were partly <laughs> why she keeps getting nominated. Like, you are an active participant in nominating Big T. And I think yeah. this is one of the things that frustrates me about Michelle is that she's so changeable. Like, on the one hand, she's always, like, bigging people up. On the other hand, she's tearing them down. Like, she's she and Jay are both so all over the place and do way too much every episode. Like they, they can't, like we mentioned Olivia, Olivia's playing a better game because she's just sitting back most of the time. Michelle actually said in this episode, I am in charge of a lot of people's games and I can like shift the whole game, but I'm just not going to do that right now. Yeah. Why, why <laughs> um, are you doing this? Michelle? I don't know what's going on. It's so, so you, interesting to me. You mentioned that Casey wins, and it was, they shouted it off camera, but someone shouts, at this rate, we're going to start owing money. Yes, you <laughs> idiots. You keep doing this to yourselves. Like, what are you doing? What is the game plan here? Right? Yeah, I don't know what the game plan is. Um, it makes no sense. 
Um, what was nice was Casey gave half the money to Big T, which means, frankly, Big T is going to come away with more money than most of these idiots in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's incredible what's going on on this show and this season. I, I don't a, know, man. Just disaster. I do, again, have to point out, though, you and I are smiling. Like, we're enjoying watching this, but it's like enjoying watching, like, America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, it's... it's. it's I will not, say, though, this this episode wasn't that good. No, it was, it was probably the weakest episode that we've had in a while. Yeah, and that's even with, like, a drink toss and a fight. Like, that was a well... As I said, a, a, a well-played MVP performance from DJ Mel that saved this episode, right? Like the drink toss up the level, her like being mad in confessionals upped it. But like, if you remove DJ Mel from this episode, there's not much going on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a tricky question. I guess you've already tipped your hand. Who killed it for you this week, Shelly? Yeah, it's a DJ Mel tour de force. Confessionals were on fire. Anytime you're you're telling people, you're calling people, see you next Tuesdays. Anytime you're telling people to go bleep themselves. Anytime you're tossing drinks on people, like it's just a tour de force from DJ Mel. You're crying. Like there's a there's just a whole ball of emotions going on from DJ Mel in this one. And yeah. She's and you're still in the house. The whole house is targeting you and you've managed to survive again. So MVP performance from DJ Mel. Um, for me, I'm going with Casey who um, maintained her friendship with Big T and made a little extra money, a little spending change and got a free trip. So, you know, wins across the board and her reputation is preserved. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. Uh, we could give LVPs to so many people, though. And I think that's important. I think we really have to stress how dumb these people are. I, at this point, have no idea who's winning this game. I still think it's between, like, Horacio and Olivia, just because, like, no one's really mad at them. I guess Jay says he wants to get rid of Horacio, but, like, that's it's like people are threatened by Horacio, but he's like just skating through. Mm-hmm. Olivia is playing a stronger political game, but also like they're obviously threats in the final. So like, and we can see that the like with with the likes of Corey and Emmanuel still in the house. Yeah, you know, like you're pretty safe as a guy because like those two can just easily be dispatched. And like, I guess there's like a Ed could win. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty wide open. I'll tell you who's not going to win. Emmanuel and Corey. <laughs> probably not. Probably not Melissa or um, Colleen. Yeah. I mean, it's all super interesting, but I, I just think that at this point, I, I have no idea how much longer the season is. I have no idea who's going to win. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what's happening every time I tune into this this show, and I, and I'm okay with that. Wait, yeah, like I think that's an asset. I just it's, I mean, I think this is only the eighth episode, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. No, we're deeper in. No, it's eight uh, episodes. Yeah, you're right. It's it's only been eight episodes, so like there's still a lot of people to uh, be removed. Mm-hmm. But man, just what a mess. 
Agreed. Agreed. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander on IG at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe, rate us, review us wherever you find this pod. Keep spreading the love. That is this challenge podcast that is called You Killed It. Uh, and you can find me on threads at J. Chidley Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.